0: Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Wes. And this is Breakdown from the Couch.
1: This is the podcast where we, where we watch movies that are available on uh, streaming services and then try to break them down for you scene by scene.
0: Yep. Uh, you can check us out on social media. Just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check us out on ageofradio.org. You can find our episodes there as well as shop our sponsors. Um so we decided to do Rosemary's Baby, which is a classic. Hopefully this won't be like a 3-hour episode. We'll, you know, we'll try our best to, to <laughs> yeah. you know, try and break it down as best as we can, but not have it be, you know, forever long either. <laughs>
1: Hopefully not. It is a 2-hour two, 2 hours and 7 minutes?
0: 17 minutes, I think. Oh, Something yikes. like that, yeah.
1: Here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. Right.
0: Um, you have our synopsis?
1: I do. As always, straight from internet movie database. A young couple moves into an apartment only to be surrounded by peculiar neighbors and occurrences. When the wife becomes mysteriously pregnant, paranoia over the safety of her unborn child begins to control her life.
0: Yep. Alright, well, uh, I guess let's just jump on in. Oh yes, here we go. Alright, so, the beginning, uh, we've got the, uh... The skyline of New York, and we have a very creepy rendition of a lullaby, which was actually done by Mia Farrow. Yeah. Um, her, you know, singing along and, yeah, going over the skyline of New York, and they focus in on what ends up being their uh, apartment building. hmm Um, and then we're introduced to uh, this couple, uh, who have met their, um the realtor. Yeah. And so the realtor is gonna show them, you know, this apartment. Um, so he uh, you know, takes them up there and he's explaining that um the previous tenant, you know, was like an eighty something year old woman and um she passed away. And uh Rosemary makes the comment, you know, well, hopefully not inside the apartment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh he's, Which, that's understandable I it is that's too. a good
0: question for it is, sure
1: it is a very good question yeah <laughs>
0: um and he explains you know no that you know it was in the hospital yeah um so they walk in it's fully furnished and this apartment is huge
1: oh yeah it's like, massive it's got to be super expensive uh, yeah especially since it's new york city
0: exactly Um, so he's just taking them from room to room and he, and he ends up asking at some point if, you know, if they have kids and they said, no, you know, but you know, we will someday basically, um, at one point we go into a room and she had like all these herbs and things like that, that she had been growing for herself. And, uh, you know, so we see that and then, um, we notice there is a, uh, Oh, what, what's it called? An armoire?
1: Yeah, a little... Uh, or chest no, of drawers. No, no, yeah. Well, it's a little hutch, a little desk. Yeah. With a little roll-top desk, basically. If I remember right. Okay. I don't remember. But it's just a bunch of papers on top of it. And one of them's partially covered. But and I had to ask you what it said because oh, I was yeah. having trouble reading it. Um. But you said it... You said the paper said, I can no longer associate myself yeah. Associate myself. Right. It said nothing else, just that. Right. Just kind of ominous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they come up on, uh, they notice there's like a armor or something like that. Yeah. Um, and they're like, huh, that's weird. And Rosemary points out like, well, it used to be over here because you could see on the floor where it used to be. Right. And they're like, that's weird because it's covering a door. And so the realtor and uh, Mr. Woodhouse end up moving the uh, the big hutch thing. And yeah. sure enough, there's a door and they open it and all it's in there is just some towels and a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, why'd she move it for? That's, you know, strange. Yeah.
1: And the re- realtor's kind of brushing it off. He's like, well, I don't know. Maybe she's just senile in her old age.
0: Right. Um, and so from there... Uh, they're discussing, they've, you know, left the apartment and the couple is discussing it.
1: Is this guy their landlord or was this just their friend they're talking to? Because he said that they had contacted him for um, a character reference or, or something like that. Well... And he was saying, like, well, I told them they're.
0: I think it was the landlord, but first they're discussing, they're out on the street and they're discussing the apartment and she was talking about how oh, you know, this one's bigger than the other one that we saw. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so she convinces her husband, like, yeah, that's the apartment that we're going to go with. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're talking to, uh, I guess it's like their landlord slash friend.
1: That's what I was wondering. Because yeah. he talked like somebody who was maybe their landlord. Right. But I wasn't sure if maybe he was just their friend.
0: Yeah, and he and had, he was... yeah, so they had met and he had said that he had given, um... That he, you know, was planning on giving him, like, basically a crappy, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, not review.
1: Uh, yeah, he was lying. He was just messing yeah, with them. Yeah, he was them. kidding. He said he had told them that they were, basically, that they were lazy. And right. And they weren't gonna pay their rent.
2: Yeah.
1: And <laughs> they were the worst tenants ever.
0: Yeah, basically, so that they would, you know, he was just kidding, yeah. obviously. But... Anyway, so they sit down to have uh, this dinner that he had made. And he was kind of discussing this history about the building and how it had kind of an ominous um, past. Yeah.
1: He was talking about the previous, I guess before it was an apartment building, it was actually like a mansion. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was it was owned by one family. And um, he talked about how, the patriarch of the family had been accused of witchcraft after people had found out that um, babies were being killed and, right. and all sorts of terrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the people of the town kind of attacked him and, and nearly killed him. Right. And uh, I'm trying to remember everything else that he said. Basically, they would kind of chased the family mm-hmm. out of town. Right. And then the house just lay dormant. Until one day, finally, it was just, I guess, remade and revived into an apartment. Yeah, I think building. it was
0: during, like, wartime.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's right, because he yeah. said, you know, and then the war boom happened. Right. And talking about how after World War II was over, then all the soldiers came home and, you know, baby boomers, basically.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: so, um, I think from there, we kind of jump to what ends up being their first night in the apartment.
1: Yeah, they... Uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me sorry about that they were talking about all that um and rosemary and guy kind of brush it off you know she says something just sort of flipping like oh well every house has their history right uh, stuff like that yeah and then it, it fades and then the next scene you see they're carrying the bare necessities just mm-hmm. lamps and just little just bits of stuff out. into the new apartment
0: right and yeah just like a lamp and basically some takeout food. yeah and so she, uh, I think she ended up going to that closet and realizing, like, that there the the shelves or something are removable. So she, uh, yeah, she, she
1: grabs one.
0: Yeah, she grabs one, sets it down on the floor, and they're you know about to eat you know this dinner or whatever. Yeah. And out of nowhere, she's just like, <laughs> in, basically, like, let's bang. <laughs> so,
1: she's a she has a brilliant idea. Yeah. They're they're sitting on the cold hard floor, right, and her words are let's make love yeah (laughs) and he's like okay Mm -hmm. and so the uh it's just a love scene and so just after the love scene you know it's it's just kind of showing that they're maybe not newlyweds but they're in a new apartment and they're excited and all that and the next scene is fixing up time yeah it's i don't know if it's the next morning or if it's sometime after that all i know is rosemary
0: gets a ton of shit done
1: they he is at work yeah because he's like an actor so he's got to go and you know he's on set all day right. or whatever and i mean in her defense some of the work is being done by painters and well yeah wallpaper guys But then she's like doing a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. and they get more done in what looks like one day (laughs) than we have in three Three years years. of being in our house. I know. There's still...
0: It bums me out. (laughs) There's still a ton of stuff. (laughs) Right.
1: Updates and repairs and then new repairs (laughs) start popping up. Yep. And it's like, okay, all right, well, it's time to prioritize. Yeah. (laughs) Some stuff's just not getting done yet. Right.
0: (laughs) But... But then,
1: uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, she, you know, gets a lot done in their apartment. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. The husband comes home, and it's basically done. Yeah. I mean, there's little things here and there, but the house is ready to be lived in. Mm -hmm. There's furniture, it's painted, Right. there's new wallpaper, everything's perfect.
0: Yeah, they're good to go. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, after the husband comes home, you know, she's just kind of showing it off to him.
2: Right.
1: And, uh... After that, it's kind of laundry time. Okay. It's, it's not really, you know, they don't show like a transition of, you know, like, oh, hey, I'm going to go down and do some laundry. <laughs> yeah, It's, you know, it may be the same day. It could be just, you know, another day. But right. anyway, she's down in the laundry room. She's getting some laundry done. And there's a lady in there. She's doing her laundry at the same time, but she's on the opposite side of this like yeah. uh, uh, chain link fence deal. And Rosemary's staring at her and the lady catches her and she's you know, kind of says something, or she's like, Oh, can I help you or something? And Rosemary says, Oh, I'm sorry, you you look like a, a movie star and I forgot the new movie star yeah, that mean, she mentioned. Right. But uh so they kind of they get up and they're both they kinda of hit it off a little bit pretty right. quickly. She the lady that Rosemary's talking to tells her that she is a She's not the daughter of them, but there is a couple that live next door to Mm -hmm. the Woodhouses, which is Rosemary and Guy's last name. Yeah. That, you know, they took her in. She was a drug addict and she was, you know, she doesn't go into detail. She just says she used to be on dope and do a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. And they took her in and rehabilitated her. Yeah. And she lives with them now.
0: And she thought that she was worried that, you know, the old couple was going to, like, do some sex thing you know, <laughs> yeah. with her. But that actually, yeah. like, they treat her like, you know, like their
2: own daughter, yeah. basically.
1: And she even shows off this little good luck charm that yeah. they had given her. And it's this weird looking little ball thing on a chain. I mean, it was pretty. It has something inside of it that they call tannis root.
0: Right. But it smells. <laughs> yeah.
1: Apparently very bad. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody smells it and goes, mm-hmm. Ugh. Right. God, what is that?
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, they just have this conversation back and forth.
1: Yeah. And they they decide that they're going to make it a regular thing. Yeah. To meet down there and do laundry together. Because the basement where the laundry room is creepy. It
2: is creepy. In fact,
1: while they're standing there just talking, something randomly falls off of something and Mm -hmm. breaks on the floor. Right. I, second time I watched it, I didn't, I tried to pay attention and I didn't really catch what it was. Right. But something fell and broke. Yeah. And, uh. But you know they they decide that they just they make it a thing. They are going to do laundry on a certain day every week, and it's going to be them two just hanging out and doing their thing. Right. And then after after the laundry scene, we cut back to uh, Rosemary and Guy, and Guy's laying in the bed, and you can hear voices through the wall.
2: Yeah, it almost
1: sounds like somebody is like maybe having a fight. Or this just a loud conversation, right? And you, they need Rosemary, to work on the
0: soundproofing in that they uh, really expensive do. Ass apartment,
1: they really do. <laughs> and Rosemary and guy, they're just kind of they're they're just having a little couple conversation, basically. And then Rosemary, you know, hops on the bed and she's. Laying on top of guy and she starts kissing him. Right. And then all of a sudden it gets weird, the noises Mm -hmm. do. It sounds almost like a
0: chanting. Yes.
1: And there's weird like music to it. And it sounds like a recorder or something.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And they both kind of look at the wall while it's happening and they're like, you know, what the heck?
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And then it just kind of fades out and then it kind of fades back up and you see... Guy and Rosemary walking down the street, and then there's they like, see, like, a commotion.
0: Yeah, there's, like, a big crowd of people. Yeah. And as they're approaching, um, you see, like, these two cops that are there, and all you see is there's a sheet-covered body. Yeah. And there's blood. Yeah. Like, everywhere. And these cops, man, they They are were, the worst ever. They were, like, heartless as hell.
1: Oh, yeah. Rosemary and Guy walk up, and... You know, one cop, you know, you know, naturally so says back off. Right. And Guy and Rosemary, like, you know, they, we, we know her. And mm-hmm. so they ask what her name is and all they know is her name is Terry. They right. don't know her last name. Right. But then Rosemary mentions, well, but she lives with the Castavets. Yeah. Castavets. of vets up, uh, up on the fourth floor, she says. Or wherever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, about that time, you see the castavets right walking up,
0: and this is where we're introduced to them, yes, well, I think they didn't they show like they did show the body to uh um guy and uh rosemary though. they did
1: well it was before they covered up the body, yeah, guy and Rosemary actually saw her yeah. on the ground, and you know there was you know blood everywhere and stuff, mm-hmm. and the necklace she was wearing was laying in the. Right Laying off to the side and the blood and stuff, and then they put the sheet on her right, but then once they're once the castavets are walking up, one of the cops <laughs> one of the cops walks up and says, "Well, I have some bad news for you, and uh no, no, actually first he asks he says. Are you um are you the Castavets? Of yes, officer, is there a problem? Right. Say, "Well, I've got some bad news for you. Do you have a little do you have a lady who lives with you?" Yes. "Well, she's dead." She's dead. <laughs> yeah, the way they said it. That was that's the conversation yeah. almost as I can remember it anyway mm-hmm. verbatim. Very just cold, heartless. Right. And then, you know, the lady uh, we find out her name is Minnie. Minnie Castavet says, "No." That's not possible. Right. And the officer again says, well, go see for yourself. Yeah.
0: And
1: so, you know, they... <laughs> so she again. goes over, they pull the sheet back. No care, no compassion, no right. nothing. He's like, hey, look, yep, here's the dead body. Yep. And so she, you know, she can't believe what she's seeing. She says, oh, you know, I can't believe this. She, you know, she she seemed like she was so happy. There's mm-hmm. no reason for her to do this. And, but Roman, we found out his name is Roman. Roman right. Castavet says... I knew this would happen. Yeah. He's like, I knew this would happen. She's been going through depression for three weeks now, off and on. Yeah. And I've been telling her, I've been telling Minnie, uh, my wife, you know, that she needs help. Mm -hmm. And Minnie responds, like, says, well, maybe she was just washing the windows and fell out. (laughs) And Roman's like, at at midnight? She was washing windows at midnight? Well, yeah,
0: she's trying to find any reason other than, you know, the fact that, she yeah killed herself or whatever exactly yeah <laughs> it,
1: basi- basically it's just you know the the cast of vets are just kind of they're in disbelief and distraught mm-hmm. and the scene ends with guy and Rosemary you know asking one of the officers you know do you need us anymore for anything and they say oh no it's you know you we don't need you any longer here yeah. so they they excuse him and they go home
2: right
1: well then the scene goes to its bedtime and you know guy is laying in bed he's sound asleep for some reason <laughs> uh, but rosemary is laying in bed and she's wide awake she can't sleep right and then all of a sudden you see like these these figures start appearing over her bed mm-hmm. and it's like this weird like maybe dream or yeah. out of body sequence or something. There's,
0: there's a lot of like weird dreams that happen. Yeah. In this. Uh, there's movie. like
1: some nuns. There's some bricklayers and some children and the nuns are like yelling. One of the nuns is yelling at the other nun. Right. And then one of the bricklayers like walks up and Rosemary says something to him. I didn't quite catch it. It, it was very quiet. After that, it's the next day. And Minnie Castafette shows up, yep, just to kind of thank Rosemary for, you know, doing what she did right. at the scene last night, yep, and to introduce herself. And of course, no snoop around the new apartment, exactly. <laughs> like
0: she's asking, you know, like how much was this couch? Oh, she's just super like, annoying. Yeah, super annoying and extremely. Yeah, she just. I don't know what to say. She, uh...
1: She, she's one of the most annoying people. Yeah. That...
0: Very knows I've
1: ever known. Well, I don't know her, but you know. <laughs> and, and those kind of people are super annoying. I know. It's like, mind your own business. Exactly. Who cares how much I paid for that? <laughs> right. You know, I could have paid $40 for it, all for all you know. Exactly. But even if I didn't and I overpaid, what business of that is yours? Exactly. What business of it is yours? Right. But, um...
0: She she invites uh, both of them over yes. uh, for dinner later
2: that night.
1: Yeah. And Rosemary's kind of reluctant, but she, she kind of agrees. She's like, okay, well, I'll talk to Guy when he comes home. Right. And so it cuts to that evening when Guy comes home and he's...
0: He's bummed. Yeah, he
1: didn't get this big part he was gunning for. Right.
0: Uh, yeah, a different actor got it. Yeah. And so, you know, Rosemary, you know, brings up the fact that, you know, well, you know, Minnie had, you know, come over earlier and she invited us to dinner. Uh-huh. I said that I would talk to you about it.
1: Yeah. And
0: he, at first, is just, like, not into it for oh, yeah. obvious reasons. I wouldn't. I, yeah.
1: I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I mean, even if I have a good day at work, I'm all like, <laughs> I'm home, I'm in, that's it's, it. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... Basically, you know, she, she you know, kind of tells him, well, you know, I feel like they're lonely. They're older and they're lonely. Yeah. I think we should, you know, go.
1: Right. So he kind of relents. Right. And then they show up at the cast of Ed's apartment. Mm-hmm. And when they show up, Roman has already, like, poured drinks. Yeah. And he remarks, you know, oh, I over-poured a little bit. And he's walking. And the, <laughs> the freaking drinks are, like level with the cup
2: exactly and
1: they're spilling all over he's the tray he's using to serve them and so he hands them their drinks and stuff and they're just kind of you know exchanging pleasantries and talking about you know like oh you know where are you from and roman's like oh uh well i've you know i've been everywhere yeah you know you name a place i've been there so they throw out a random city state and he's like yep i've been there yeah, well, that's pretty easy to say,
2: right? Just
1: off the cuff like that. But have you really been there? Exactly, and that's my thought,
0: right? And you know, he he talks about all these different places in uh, Alaska, and he asks like, "Where are they from?" And she said that she was like from Omaha, and yeah. he was from Baltimore. Yeah oh those are you know great cities been you know, to I've them both been to them both yeah it's just like okay dude we get it calm down yeah i get it
1: you've been places yeah <laughs> um
0: i think from there uh we're at dinner
1: yeah after that it's dinner time with them and, and that um, steak looked nasty yeah and the way Minnie eats is mm-hmm. like she's like shoveling it in like like, like a freaking ditch well, like, digger.
0: Yeah, like she hasn't eaten in forever.
1: Yeah, she like grabs a big old fork load and just crams it in. And like, I think she even turned the fork upside down just so she could rake it across her teeth and scrape all the food off. Yeah, gross. It's like, dude, like where were you born? Right. <laughs> a barn?
0: <laughs> so.
1: And, you know, they're, they're, they're discussing things at dinnertime. Mm-hmm. Mostly religion, actually. Yeah. Roman is the one who brings it up.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: and this is where we find out that um, Rosemary was raised Catholic, although she, you know, doesn't really uh, practice it currently or whatever. Right. Which would explain, like, that dream about, like, the nuns and stuff that she had Right. She must have
1: probably gone to, like, a Catholic school as a little... Well, actually, I think she said, being raised Catholic, she went to a Catholic school as a girl and stuff. And, uh, that's when Roman, you know, he, he just starts, he's, it's clear he's not a fan of religion. Yeah. Period. Right. And so he just starts, you know, saying like, oh, you know, it's all just a show. It's, you know, performing and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, uh, Guy kind of seems intrigued. Yeah. For some reason. He's like, oh, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Minnie Castavette says something, you know, I think she chimes in and saying, you know, don't bore them or, or something like that. Right. Um, they may talk about more, but then it, if I remember right from there, it just kind of fades into like dishwashing. Dinner's over. Mm-hmm. And the ladies are washing dishes and guys sitting in the study with Roman and they're talking, but you can't hear them talking. Right. And then mm-hmm. the Roman, I mean, Rosemary and Minnie walk into the study And Guy is like, he's sitting on a chair or a couch staring at Roman with this weird look on his face. Yeah. Like he's fallen in love or something. (laughs) And Minnie, you know, starts chastising Roman. You know, you quit boring him with all of your stories, you know. He's only pretending to be interested in, to be polite. Yeah. And Guy's like, oh, no, no, it's all very interesting. And uh, so they kind of, from there they make their... Kind of make their goodbyes.
0: Well, and I love it because they, they say, like, their goodbyes, and then they leave. And they're, like, they're running, like, kind of down the hall talking yes. about how shitty dinner was. And, and
1: they know how thin yeah. the walls are. Like, oh, my God, what about that steak? And what about this? And uh, did yeah, you see that silverware? About... Was it even real silver or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's
0: just like, okay, I'm pretty sure they could probably hear yeah. you. Yeah,
1: they finally make it to the bedroom, and then I think rosemary was the one who realized Mm
2: -hmm. they can hear us yeah and
1: you know tells him to be quiet and he's like oh well says real loud well they're old maybe they'll leave us their silverware yeah and then that's when they start talking about some of the decor in the house Mm -hmm. rosemary just kind of makes an off the off the cuff comment about a joke book in the bathroom oh yeah but then she starts talking about but did you notice that they had Blank spaces on their wall Like there were pictures there but they were taken down Right And then there were spots where there was a picture there But you could tell it shouldn't be there And Guy's just like Oh you know you're just They're just old you know You're you're just overthinking things And so after Guy's just kind of Dismissing Rosemary about her you know Some of her just her observations He tells her that he's going to go back The next night Yeah, And Rosemary isn't really a fan of that because they had plans with some good friends of theirs. Yeah, with
2: with a couple of theirs. Yeah.
1: And Guy's like, he's just kind of blowing it off. He's like, oh, we can hang out with him anytime. Yeah. You know, know, this Roman guy, he's really interesting and I just Mm -hmm. want to hear more of his stories. And uh, they kind of argue a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Basically, she kind of, she just relents. She's like, fine, you know, do what you want to do. It'll be my day for myself. Right. And so on the next day, you see Rosemary. She's all alone, and she she puts her favorite, I guess, a jazz record. Mm-hmm. And she puts her favorite jazz record on the record player, and put, starts it up. And she sits down. She's reading her reading a book of hers, and she thinks, you know, oh, it's going to be my day. I get to do whatever <laughs> yeah. I want to do. I get to enjoy it. I don't have to have anybody here interrupting me. Well, but what happens? Many freaking. Minnie shows up. Yeah. That biatch. Right. That's it. I'm cussing. Yes. I hate her. <laughs> Minnie shows up and she's brought a friend of hers. Right. And they've got knitting needles and yarn and all sorts of crap with them. It's clear yes. they're coming to crash. <laughs> Rosemary's good time.
2: Exactly.
1: And so they just barge on in, you know, Rosemary's pissed. She turns a record player off and just sits down in like a chair with her. With her arms folded, you know. Right. And uh, you know, Minnie's just I forget what she's saying, but she's she's talking. Anytime Minnie talks, I don't listen. I know, she's right? annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway, she's talking to Rosemary and she gives Rosemary a gift. And it's really weird because well, she gives her the same charm yeah, that Terry had.
0: Exactly. Which my thought, if I was Rosemary, would be like, okay, did this come off of Terry's dead body? Right,
1: which it had to have. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they had those things just laying around. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they not. Did. But I'm pretty sure she did that.
0: But yeah, so she gives the same charm to uh, Rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Rosemary wears it for a while, for yeah. a little bit that day.
1: Yeah. And she, she kind of wears it to please them, basically. Yeah, for sure. And finally, Guy comes home later on that night. hmm And, you know, she, he's just talking about it like, oh, yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun. He's, he's a really interesting guy. Right. And Rosemary is like, well, you know, Minnie gave me a gift. And holds up the charm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, that's great. And she's like, well, you know, Terry was wearing the same sort of thing. Right. And, yeah, like you said, she just kind of, she puts it in a in a box. Right. And puts it in her drawer in her, like, makeup or, or whatever mm-hmm. desk. And so after she puts that in the box, next, Guy gets a phone call. Oh, yeah. And, um...
2: At
0: first he sounds, you know... Um, not upset, but it sounds like he, uh, you know, kind of sad or whatever.
1: Yeah, he was like, "Oh, you know, you're not, you know, you can't be serious." Uh, he's he's saying, "You know, he's, do they know what's wrong right. with him?" Um, and then he's like, "Well, you know, I, I really hate to get the part this way, but yeah, I can, I can do it." Right. Um, and
0: we find out that the guy that had the part originally went. Completely blind. Yeah. Just, just out of nowhere.
1: Just, yeah, out of the blue, struck with blindness. Yes. And Rosemary, you know, kind of, you know, she asks him, you know, is, is everything okay? And, and, and a uh, guy just kind of says, you know, yeah, but I think I need to get out and take a walk or whatever yeah. for a bit. So he, he gets out and goes for a walk and stuff. And then the next scene, which I think maybe it's while he's out taking a walk or maybe mm-hmm. the next day, they're, they're not very clear, but she goes to talk to her friend Hutch. Yeah, you know she's just kind of venting to him because she feels like Guy is changing. Right. She feels like he's being distant, not giving her the attention that she wants or needs. Yeah. And uh, you know he he just consoles her and he's like, well, you know, just just be patient and maybe talk with him about it. And, yeah. You know, maybe it's just maybe it's just the stress of trying to get the career going, and it's not picking up. You yeah, know, where
0: because like throughout the whole movie, everybody asks like, "Well, what does your husband do?" Oh, he's an actor. Yeah, and she names some and like names, a couple of plays yeah, and then you commercials. Know, and, but, like, they still don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> they you know, don't really... It's not... It's, he's not super successful. Yeah,
1: he's basically known as... And he mentions it at one point in the movie. He's basically known as the Yamaha Man.
2: Yeah. His big his commercial. commercial
1: is the Yamaha Motorcycles. Right. They, they show the commercial at one point in the movie. And, it like, it's these cars or whatever race, racing around the track. And, of course, the Yamaha wins. Mm-hmm. And so then you see Guy Woodhouse... You know, he's, like, got the clean-cut look, you know, slicked-back hair or whatever, you know, kind of looking like Eddie Haskell. Right. And he's like, oh, wow, golly, this is a great mo- motorcycle there, pal. And But, um, yeah, that's just, that's just kind of what he's known for, the right. Yamaha man. Right. And so, you know, Rosemary, she goes back home, and she finds that there's, like, flowers just everywhere. Yeah. There's roses all over the freaking place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all fine and dandy, but... Who's going to water these things? (laughs) I mean, seriously, dude. Like, think this through, man. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, she finds there's flowers all over the place. And guy comes out from a back room and he's got one of the roses in his hand. He's been trimming it or something. And he basically, he just apologizes for being a jerk. He, He says that he realizes he's been a jerk. And he's been focused on his career too much.
0: And that, you know, and, we need to kind of start over and then, yeah. you know, um, basically communicate better. Yeah, yeah. Type of thing.
1: And, you know, she's, she's like, you know, that's great. Yeah, let's, let's start mm-hmm. over. And, you know, then he's like, you know what? You know, forget this whole career stress. He's like, mm-hmm. we want to start a family. Let's start a family. Yeah. And this is something that ties into something previous. Right. I'm going to go back a little bit to when... The, and the, the old ladies yeah. barged in. They asked Rosemary because she's acting funny. "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Oh, it's just the first day of my period. I'm fine."
0: It's just. I'm sorry. That's like so weird. Like I've never told anybody that. Never. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Laura
1: you're acting strange. Are you okay? Oh, it's uh, fine. I'm, I'm just, on my period. Yeah. Don't worry hard. about it. That's, yeah. I don't know. To me, that seems like that's one of those pieces of info that's kind of private. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, but so she now men- back to yeah. present, <laughs>
0: sort of present. But yeah, yeah. Um, so he talks about how you know, yeah, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's have you know. Let's make babies, basically. Yeah,
1: and he points to a calendar, and there's like three dates that I are red so. marked, and he's like, right here, this is the perfect day, which is that, which night. is day one of ovulation. Yeah, he's somehow tracked it. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. I have a theory about that that comes later. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she agrees. She's like, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so they plan this whole romantic night leading up to, you know, having a baby and stuff. Yep. And they've got a fire going in the fireplace. (laughs) You know, he makes the same mistake I make every single time.
0: You only made the mistake once.
1: Well, I guess that's true. (laughs) But it feels like I do it a lot.
0: Well, it's only because I bring it up every time you do a fire.
1: It's true. You're yeah. giving me a complex. I am. That's it. Shame with
0: Well, it was me. scary when you did it.
1: I'm wagging my finger. I for know. For anybody who can't see. So basically, <laughs>
0: Guy didn't open up the flue. So yes, he the didn't. house starts filling up with smoke. Yeah, and yeah. Wes did that
1: before and it was scary. I did. That's alright. <laughs> you open up the flue. Open up a window or something. Yep. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So anyway, they've got the romantic fire going. And then they've got the romantic dinner going. And it's clear that she's wearing a robe and what looks like maybe nothing else underneath
2: it. Probably. Um,
1: And so they've got this romantic dinner going and there's a knock at the door and, of course, it's Minnie.
0: And it was funny because Guy went to go answer the door and Rosemary's saying, you know, basically saying to herself, please go please go, please go away, please go away. Yeah, don't let her come in. Yes. That kind of thing. And so... She's super happy when, you know, Minnie doesn't come in. And she's yep. just like, oh, thank goodness. It's
1: Guy alone, but it's, now he's got mousse. Yes. Chocolate mousse.
0: Chocolate, yeah, he was calling a mouse. Yeah, or like
1: apparently that. Minnie calls it chocolate mouse. And he, he sets them down on the table. Mm-hmm. He hands Rosemary hers, and he sits down with his. And he just starts digging right into it. Right. And she takes her first... Bite or two and at first, she, she thought
0: it was good, and then, but yeah, the more she started eating, she's like, There's an aftertaste, yeah,
1: there's a chalky aftertaste. She said, and and He's he, like, You're crazy, there's no aftertaste, yeah. don't worry about it.
0: And so, she you know, kind of stops eating, and you know, he makes a big deal about it. Oh,
1: yeah, he starts just getting pissed off. He's like, They went through the trouble to make this for you, and you're not, you know, like dude. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. I don't like it. Who cares? Right. Finish yours and maybe you can have this. But yeah. So and all she, the crap that happens she to continues, me happen to you. <laughs> well, she continues to eat it and stuff, yeah. but
0: then he gets up and so she dumps the rest of it out into a napkin. Yeah,
1: she only had like maybe four or five bites, basically. Right. And then the rest of it she put into her napkin. Yep. And they make up after that.
0: But, well...
1: Well, they don't make up makeup, but, you know, they they kind of, like, resolve their little argument.
0: But after that happens, though, and she is trying to clean out the napkin, she starts getting dizzy.
1: Yeah, he's sitting in the TV room, Mm -hmm. which I guess this was, like, maybe how... Because this this film was made in the 60s. Was it 68?
0: Something like that.
1: Um, And this 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 could very well could have been maybe just how TV was in the sixties because it was a very small screen for one, but he's sitting in this like um this like folding chair, but it has no back to it, and he's like within inches almost looks like from the TV screen um that's really not important now that I think about it. I just thought it was weird yeah <laughs> it's interesting right? so anyway, she's doing dishes in the kitchen. And then she kind of starts to kind of feel kind of weird. You can tell because she starts kind of stumbling, almost like she is drunk. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to make her way down the hallway. She's kind of misstepping and bobbing and weaving. And then she, like, I think she falls on the floor. She does. Yeah, she falls on the floor and Guy notices. And he runs to, like, catch her. And he, you know, picks her up and...
0: He makes the joke about how, you know, wine, you know, next time either wine or cocktails, not both.
1: Yeah. I don't, I think that's baloney.
0: Well, obviously. I mean,
1: obviously. I mean, anybody who's watched Rosemary's Baby knows. Anybody who hasn't watched it knows because they've probably heard all about it. (laughs) Right. But anywho. So he, you know, he blows it off and picks her up, carries her into the bedroom Mm -hmm. and lays her down in the bed. But then this is where things start getting kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Well, he in this part wasn't weird. I mean, well, know.
1: no, not in the beginning, but it starts leading kind of building yeah. into it.
0: Well, and that's just it. So he, you know, takes her top off or whatever, takes her pants off. Yeah. Um. But this is where it starts to get weird. Yeah. She
1: starts having these weird dreams. And interesting, like, I didn't catch it until the second time we watched it. Maybe because I just wasn't, you know, looking very close. I may have been on my phone looking right. at stuff. Um, but he has a very weird, sinister look on his face mm-hmm. when he's he, he's starting to take off her her, her top, her, her whatever it is. And she's like, you know, why are you undressing me? And he's like, oh, so to make you more comfortable. Right. He's got this really weird look on his face when he's yeah. doing that and and then it goes into this really weird dream sequence where she's mm-hmm. floating on her mattress in the middle of the ocean and then she's on this boat and she's naked for yeah. like a split second after she he takes our clothes off right? but then all of a sudden she's wearing a bathing suit mm-hmm. and then you know, she's just kind of surrounded by a bunch of people and am I wrong was the boat captain Roman Cav- Cavette? Kevin? I don't know. Anyway, I think it might have <laughs> been. Oh, but anywho, and and then she, she's. It's almost like a mix of reality with dream is happening here right. or something. And
0: well, we'll get to the main part of the dream, which okay. is that. <laughs> thank god i couldn't i couldn't keep carrying that on yeah so she's you know laying in bed at this point she's completely naked yes um all of a sudden you see a bunch of like old naked people around the bed yeah and and then guys in the guy is also very back back and naked yeah and they're running i i'm assuming it's supposed to be blood But
1: Yeah, somebody's got, like, this red stuff, and they're painting it on her body. Yeah. Like, across her chest and then down her stomach.
0: Right. And he, you know, they basically, all of these people start chanting. Yeah. And then you enter in the guy that is supposed to be the devil.
1: Well, what's kind of interesting, and it it plays in a little bit at the end of the movie, um, or later on in the movie, like... um, well, we did warn people of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Guy starts freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, her eyes are open. She, she can see us. She's awake. And Minnie says to Guy, she can't see any of us. As long as she ate all of it, she, yeah. it's like she's dead. Right. And, you know, and she's like, just keep chanting. Right. And so they keep chanting. And then that's when you see, Entering, like, this, like, it's weird hand, feathered hand, like, yeah. touching her and stuff. Yep. Is a very weird scene.
0: So, she gets raped by the devil, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll leave
1: it at that. I don't feel comfortable talking about that. Yeah, I don't
0: either. But, while it's happening, at one point, she does say, this isn't a dream. This is really happening. Yeah, because she all of
1: a sudden, like, realizes, like, she sees the face. And it's, like, got these Mm -hmm. weird little looking, like, cat eyes or whatever. And she's like, oh, my God, this isn't a dream. This is reality. This is really happening. Yeah. And they put something over her, probably probably got chloroform or some other drug uh, yeah, to like put her no back idea. in a trance
0: but she, you know basically it's the next morning yeah and uh, you know, uh yes yeah guy you know is trying to get her up because it's like after nine or something mm-hmm. like that and she goes you know she starts waking up and she's got all these scratches yeah. along her back oh yeah in the kind of the front And, you know, she asks, like, he makes this joke, like, oh, don't worry. You know, I I cut my fingernails after last night.
1: Yeah. And she's like, last night? She's like, you couldn't wait? Yeah. We could have done (laughs) it. We could have done something this morning. Or tonight. And he's like, oh, well, I was just a little, uh, what did he say? I was loaded. I was a little loaded, too. I couldn't help myself. I didn't want to miss baby night. Yeah. Like, bro, you straight up. If, if that, you if really that did had that, happened. It's you, like you
0: would have you would have raped your wife. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Since she wasn't conscious at the time,
1: there's many reasons for me to not like him, and that was mm-hmm. one of them. His character's real.
0: Yeah, his character's a dick.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll
0: get into that some more. Yeah, later.
1: After that, it kind of cuts to guy is. Um, practicing i'm guessing this is probably maybe a few days later yeah because he's practicing for his role he's got to use crutches and stuff right right and then you know rosemary you know she's like you know are we gonna talk about it and he's like talk about what she's like the way you haven't been looking at me lately right
2: she's
1: he's like you know of course i look at you all the time yeah she's like no you don't look at me you know Every all day long, you know, you know, we're talking or whatever. You can't look at me. Yeah, she and, definitely
0: uh, notices that something's different. Oh yeah, for sure, something is
1: odd. And um, uh, he he just he just kind of basic. He just denies that. He's like, oh yeah. no, you're you're crazy. You know, I you know I still love you and this all that. Um, and after that scene, it kind of cuts to them probably another day. Um, we see them having breakfast, and um, her cycle is. No, Wait. It, it's late. Yeah. So.
0: He's excited. He's automatically thinking that she's pregnant.
1: Right. And she's like, oh, just calm down. It's only right. been two days. Yep. You know, let's not get too excited here. But he convinces her to go.
0: Yeah, go see the doctor. Get the
1: doctor. And this was the 60s. I don't know how accurate. I mean, I don't know the accuracy of pregnancy tests back then.
0: Well, that's just it. Unless they probably... more time has
1: transpired than they're wanting us to.
0: Well, no. I mean, they probably, she probably went to the doctor and they probably did a blood test and, right. you know.
1: Well, that's true. If you do a blood test, I mean, that's it, pretty much, yeah, that's you know, you can detect the hormones a lot better right. than just doing so, the but, other.
0: Yeah. So she goes to the doctor, the doctor, you know, does, yeah, like a blood draw, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and I get I don't, I don't know how, you know, time wise or whatever, but she gets a phone call. You know, confirming that, yes, she is pregnant.
1: Right. Yep.
0: And so, obviously, she's, you know, excited about it. Um, He mentions that he wants her to come in for another blood draw, mostly just to, you know, check and make sure, like, her sugar levels and stuff are fine. Yeah,
1: she's kind of, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's on the level, but she's a little suspicious about it. Yeah. She's like, well, why why blood sugar? And he's like, don't worry about it. You are pregnant. I just want to do this because the nurse didn't take enough blood the first time right um and so then you see uh guy gets home from work she's got something in her palm and i, I tried to figure yeah. out what it was but he knew what it was and apparently it meant she was pregnant yeah
0: so of course he was excited I don't too know, it looked, like so. a, it
1: looked like a coin to me or whatever <laughs> right maybe it's the coin the doctor gives you congratulations <laughs> you're pregnant <laughs> right here's your coin <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't go spending it all in one place now you hear right but he's he's excited but he's not excited in the way you would think like a new dad first time dad would B.
2: Right.
1: He's more excited about running down the hall and going to tell Roman and Minnie about it.
0: Exactly. And she and Minnie, or I'm sorry, uh Rosemary, even is hesitant. And like, yeah, he's like, dude, like we just found out. Yeah, it's too soon. <laughs> too like soon.
1: she hasn't even completed the first trimester for right. crying out loud.
0: Exactly. But he, yeah, he runs down the hall to tell yeah Minnie and Roman about it. And
1: of course, here they come barging yep. in
0: oh, you know, they're all excited yes. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they, they ask what doctor she's going to. Well, actually, Minnie does because yeah. she's a nosy piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> she asks what doctor she's going to. And she Rosemary tells her, and Minnie's like, no, no, I've got a doctor. You know, he's the best around. Dr. Saperstein, he'll take mm-hmm. care of you. So she makes a quick phone call. And during the phone call, at the very tail end, you can hear her say some like stuff real quietly, and I turned up the volume. Yeah, and she's like, uh, she says, "No, I don't think so." Yeah, I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fishy, right? But, um, you know, then she comes out, and they're all you know celebrating and stuff. You know, she's like, she's all excited. So after the the Kastavets, they you know get her this great doctor and yeah, everything. It's nighttime, and you know she's Rosemary is rightfully so. She's laying in bed in bed up at night, late at night, and she can't go to sleep because she's thinking about baby names.
2: Yeah, she's, she's excited. just saying
1: random names, trying to figure out which one sounds best. I guess right, and you know, so she gets up and she decides she's just going to get her good luck charm mm-hmm. and goes back to sleep. And it's the next day. Um, then she she goes to the doctor. Um, and he's, you know, telling her the typical... No books. Yes, the typical... No, he's
0: telling her, like, stuff that you probably would not hear from your doctor. Well, I guess that's true. Like, he's I kind of focused
1: in on when he would say no two pregnancies are alike, well, which is yeah. true.
0: But he was talking about, like, you know, no books, you know, and... You know, no talking to your friends, and then that's whenever you said, because well, no two yeah, pregnancies yeah. are alike. But I, yeah, I see that, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. No, I focused
1: on something else.
0: Well, it's like, no, no two pregnancies are alike, but if your friend has already been through it, at least it, it'd give you an idea. That's true. I'm like, okay, this is a normal thing, this isn't normal. That's true. That kind of thing. And but, the main thing
1: I focused in on was how he just immediately, he wants to prescribe, and he knows many Mm-hmm. And he wants to prescribe a, an herb drink, right? That he wants Minnie to give her instead of giving her
0: the prenatal or like the anything else yeah. that
1: everybody else on the planet would be taking, right? You know, especially if maybe they needed some sort of prescription medication, right? For whatever, um, and you know, he's after he tells her that, then you see it's the first of many drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you Exactly know. And Rosemary asks, she's like, you know, what's in this? And you know, Minnie's like, "Oh, a little bit of egg, a little bit of uh, well." No, she Saint makes gelatin. a joke.
0: No, she makes a joke about puppy dog tails and oh. blah blah blah. And she was like, "Well, what if we wanted a girl?" Because like, there's that that stupid poem about snakes
1: and snails and puppy, puppy dog, dog tails about are what boys are made of and right. the girls are sugar,
0: sugar, spice, and everything everything nice. nice. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. And so
0: that's whenever she was talking about like, "Well, what if we wanted a girl?" Or you know, whatever. Just, yeah. That kind of thing yeah
1: that's that's right I forgot about that yeah so and so Rosemary downs the drink mm-hmm. um then the next next you see you know they're at the apartment and Rosemary is Rosemary comes home I guess maybe after she left the Cavits she went to the hairdresser she comes home and guys practicing yeah for the play again she comes back and she's got like I don't know. Is that what you call like a pixie cut? Yeah. Mia.
0: Basically after this role, that's like what made the pixie cut, you know, super popular at the time Mm. was because. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because of Mia Farrow doing it for this movie. Oh,
1: That's kind of cool actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, she looked good.
1: And so she shows off the new haircut to her husband. Who's like practicing for the play. And his reaction is kind of crappy. Well, yeah. I mean, even if he really honestly didn't like it, it's like, you could just, you know, you could just say, oh, well, you know, I think it looks good, but, you know, I, maybe, I don't know, you, you could straight up say I'm not the biggest fan of it without being the <laughs> <a> big <laughs> ass as he was. Right. I mean, because he really, he's like, hun, that's not your best decision. Yeah. I think it looks terrible. Right. You look awful, you know. it's really yeah. kind of laying into her.
2: Exactly. And,
1: um... <laughs> I feel kind of bad for her because it really, it actually, you know, did not look bad. Right. She, she was able to pull it off pretty well. Yeah. Um, but you know, after he kind of lays into that, he, she mentions to Guy that she's not feeling well. Right. And she's got a pain in her stomach and he's like, well, when that start? And she said, it's been happening since Monday. Or been happening since uh, a certain day. Yeah. Um, anyway, and apparently it's been several days and he's like, you know, well, you, you need to go see the doctor. Right. And she's like, well, I've got an appointment on Wednesday. I'll see him then. Yeah. And he, he you know, he's concerned and wants mm-hmm. her to go see the doctor, convinces her to go. Yeah. So she goes to see Dr. Saperstein and, and she's telling him about the pains.
0: And he's telling her, oh, you know, that's normal. It'll go away in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Basically blowing Great her doctor off. work there, yeah, buddy. Exactly. Awesome. Just I mean, you off. didn't even
1: like do an examination. Mm-hmm. You didn't like take down any symptoms. You right. didn't order any sort of like test, yeah. test to test for something you know about. Right. You're just like, oh, you'll be fine. It'll right. clear up in a few days. Right. <laughs> and so then she's, you know, she. Well, she, she takes his word takes for it, it yeah, because he's a doctor. He's
0: a doctor and he's supposedly one of the best in the city. Yeah. So, and she's like,
1: oh, thank God. I thought yeah. it was an ectopic pre- pregnancy.
0: And he he looked at her kind of like, basically like, well, how do you know what an ectopic pregnancy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like- and that's
1: when she kind of like confesses basically. It's like, well, I've been reading. Right. And he's like, I told you no reading books. Yeah. And um, <laughs> they leave on that. But he's a real jerk. Because as she's walking away, he's shutting the door and he just kind of scoffs, ectopic pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, okay, you're the doctor. You should know that that is something that can happen. Exactly. Why don't you check for it? Exactly. (laughs) And uh, so then we see that she's back home and she's cooking dinner, but she decides to cook a steak. And she, which I don't
0: even know why she bothered. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she cuts the steak in half. She puts it in the pan for a second on one side, flips it for a second on the other side, and then she eats it. Yeah, it's like you literally might well just, still. Yeah, yeah. you must as well just eat it. Have eaten it raw.
1: It's still cold in the inside. For I'm sure. Sake. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's very weird because it's like I guess you know. Well, obviously we know since we were watching right. the movie. What is going on with her. She doesn't know. Exactly. And so I guess it's like some sort of like raw, like animal appetite or whatever that she's like going through now because of...
0: Carrying the devil's fawn.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then the next scene, you know, we see Hutch, he comes home. Oh, I'm not home. I'm sorry. Hutch, her friend, comes to visit. Yeah. And, you know, she shows off her haircut. And of course... He's not a fan either. Yeah. And uh, he's like says, I think he said that it looked horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I mean, I don't know. It was, you know, 1968. I'm sure probably short hair on women was maybe something. Yeah. Very new and maybe. It was. Maybe not taboo. Or maybe taboo. I think taboo. In, a,
0: in a way it might have been just because. Uh, at the time, I think, you know, a lot of men saw women with long hair that that was feminine. Right. And short hair. Oh no, you, now you look masculine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Which is obviously not the case. Right.
1: But
0: anyway, but he also noticed not only the hair, but he noticed that she's like lost weight.
1: Yeah. She looks emaciated mm-hmm. and she's pale white.
0: Yeah. And. She, you know, this is when she actually tells him that she's pregnant. Yeah. He didn't know that she was pregnant. He's
1: like, that's ridiculous. Pregnant women gain weight. They don't lose it.
0: Right. And she, you know, know, they go to sit down and... He asked her, you know, how much have you lost? And she's like, um, she's like only about three pounds. And he's like, no, he's like, you've, you've lost more than that. Oh yeah. Since I saw you That's lost. definitely more than three pounds. And that's whenever he was saying like, you know, what you had just said, which is, you know, you, you gain more, you know, and she's like, well, exactly. she's like, my doctor says that it's actually normal for, you know, women to lose, but then, you know, you end up gaining of course, throughout the pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we found out, too, that um, Hutch's daughters, their kids were also delivered by Dr. Uh, Saperstein. That's
1: right. Yeah, he did mention that after mm-hmm. she... Because he was like, you know, what doctor are you seeing? Because right. this is ridiculous. And yeah. she said, well, Dr. Saperstein. Right. And he's like, well, you know, he, he is a good doctor. He mm-hmm. delivered, you know, so-and-so.
0: kids, so. yeah, basically.
1: But he's like, but still, it's just very weird.
0: Right. And then this is when Roman stops by.
1: Yeah. His timing <laughs> seems weird. Yeah. He's just out of the blue. Like, he's never come over by himself before That's ever. That's true, too. And all of a sudden, when his her friend Hutch is over, mm-hmm. he just pops on over.
0: Right. And so, you know, she, of course, introduces them to each other. Yeah. Um, I forget what happens after that.
1: Well, they start... They, they kind of sort of exchange pleasantries in the beginning about Mm -hmm. how her pregnancy is so wonderful and you know yeah then yeah i'm sorry did i step on you no you're good (laughs) but uh oh okay but uh (laughs) um yeah no no roman i mean hutch mentions like but you know she's lost so much weight and roman says oh but that's normal for women to lose weight in the beginning and then they gain it at the towards the end is like no, I mean sometimes women may not gain a lot of weight in a pregnancy. Right. That does happen. But I don't know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I've never heard of somebody yeah. becoming emaciated in the first yeah. month of pregnancy and exactly. then Exactly. and then just ballooning from there. Right. Well, actually I think she was emaciated for longer than that since in November she was supposedly mm-hmm. pregnant in November and then later on in the movie we find out how much time has gone by yeah before things get better for her but anyway um yeah so they're they're just kind of talking and it seems tense oh yeah you know Roman seems kind of suspicious of Hutch Hutch seems su- suspicious of Roman right and it just kind of seems tense a little bit where um it's almost like the two of them are just trying to figure each other out. Mm-hmm. And I forget everything they say to each other. But finally, you know, Roman excuses himself. He says, well, yeah. I, I must be going. And it leaves Hutch alone uh, with with uh, a, a Rosemary. I almost call her Roxanne. <laughs>
2: Roxanne! Don't you
1: turn on the red light. That's right. Um, <laughs> I'll never do that again. I'm sorry. Um, And so he just kind of remarks, you know, about how, you know, Roman is an interesting guy. And, and, you know, Rosemary says something about Roman. And then Hutch says something. Yeah. And he's got piercing, you know, piercing blue eye, piercing eyes as well. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, they're just talking about how Rosemary's concerned about how close Guy is getting to yeah. Roman and Minnie, while they haven't seen their own regular friends in right. you know it seems like forever, and uh, and about that time in walks Guy, mm-hmm. fresh off the set, yep. for some reason, and he's you know he's carrying a carton of Paul Malls, yeah, I, I forget he called it loot. I guess it was like maybe free stuff he got on the set or something, maybe, but he they just kind of make small talk and stuff, um, and Hutch decides he's just gonna kind of excuse himself, you know, yeah, after just kind of exchanging pleasantries, and Guy pulls this guy seems his demeanor is very hyper, right it, it just seems weird. he's very hyper, he's fast and 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 everything. And so he he runs to the closet and he grabs this coat and he you know shows it to Hutch. He's like, "Is this yours?" And Hutch says, "Oh yeah, I mean, that's that's mine." Right. Uh, and I guess he was missing it. Gives it to him, and then Hutch is like, "You know, is there oh, a glove a in glove. there?" Yeah. And they look in the closet, and, like there's no glove, and you know, Hutch is like, "Well, I, it's probably just at the train station or bus mm-hmm. station or whatever it was." And so he he just excuses himself, and after Hutch leaves guy's demeanor changes completely yeah he's pissed you know he, he he's mad that hutch was even there right and uh, you know he he says something about hutch it's kind of a derogatory like an insult mm-hmm. and uh rosemary defends him and he's you know he just double downs on it doubles doubles down on it and then we see it's later that night and Rosemary is in bed. She's really not feeling well. Yeah, and She's
0: in she's in pain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Hutch is watching TV. You hear the TV I mean, in the guy. background. I mean, Guy. I'm sorry. Guy is watching TV. And then you hear the, the, the phone ring.
0: And it's Hutch. Yeah. And he says, you know, hey, he's like, I need to talk to you. Uh, let's meet for like an early lunch tomorrow at 11.
1: Right. Well, actually, um, Guy answers the phone. Yeah. And, uh you know, guy again is pissed mm-hmm. for some reason. And, uh, yeah. And, and so they, they, uh, they agree. And Rosemary tells guy, cause guy asks, you know, who was, you know, what does he want? And she tells him, you know, and even tells him where they're going to meet and what time. And so guy kind of, you know, he puts the phone up and, And, uh, he comes back in just randomly. He's like, you know what? You know, you're pregnant and I'm, I'm the one with the cravings and I'm going out for ice cream. What do you want? And so he goes out to get her an ice cream and, uh, it just cuts to the next day from there where Rosemary is waiting to meet Hutch outside the time and life building. I think she called it. Right. Um, and she's waiting for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And she finally decides she's, she goes to find a payphone, and she calls Hutch's apartment and a lady answers the phone.
0: Yeah. And she basically, you know, tells her, you know, that, uh, Hutch or whatever is actually in a coma.
1: Yes. Which just completely destroys her world basically. Because she just talked to him. Right. And she said that to the lady on the phone. I just talked to him last night at 10 o'clock. Right. And the lady said, well, yeah. and, And I spoke to him last night at 11 and he seemed fine then too. Right. And so, you know, Rosemary, she leaves it off with, you know, is there anything I can do? And the lady tells her, No, you know, it's it's fine, I'm gonna go back to the hospital now. And so she hangs up and she goes outside and she's kind of like just distraught and, and upset and staring at this nativity scene. And and again course, though,
0: like she's got all these pains.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, and she's in pain still mm-hmm. leaning up a build against a building in her right. She's actually starting to develop these bad bags underneath her mm-hmm. eyes. And of course, here comes
0: Minnie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can't stand her. Yeah. And it's the same nosy Minnie baloney. And um she's like, Oh well, isn't this a coincidence? You know, i <laughs> I run into you out here and, and you know, blah 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 and you know Rosemary's not feeling well and it's obvious she's not feeling well and she's right. like you know let's let's get you back home and, and uh, I'll make you that shake mm-hmm. and uh, so then you know it cuts and Rosemary's back home and she's doubled over in pain in yeah. the little TV chair and she decides I guess the next day um, to talk to Dr. Saperstein because I guess the next day is A New Year's Eve party. Yeah. And he's gonna be there at at Minnie Minnie and Romans, of course. Um, And he, again, just is like, oh, it's fine. You're fine. It's going to pass in a few days. It's always just a few days out and the pain Mm -hmm. will be gone. Right. And um, the clock strikes midnight. Everybody's celebrating. You see, like, maybe, you know, the next scene basically don't know how many days has gone by. But rosemary is making dinner yeah and she decides that a raw chicken liver she just pulled out of the chicken <laughs> is good enough to eat yeah so she as eats is it. yeah she tears into it like like a wild animal mm-hmm. would and then she sees her reflection in the in the toaster oven yep and realizes what she's doing and she goes to just she she throws up in the mm-hmm. kitchen sink um and I guess after that, she decides that she wants to have a party with friends. <laughs> well, and that's just
0: it. So she's, you know, she's sitting there, she's making a list and guy comes in and asks, you know, like what she's doing. And he's
1: agitated. He's like, what the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. It's like, like I'm making a list. Calm down. <laughs> well, and
0: she makes the, she's, you know, tells him she's like, well, she's like, we're going to have a party based, you know, it was like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, but she's like, you know, Roman and Minnie are not invited. Yeah. She makes the joke about how you have to be under 60 to, yes. to come.
1: Yeah. She's like, we're going to have a party with all of our old friends, all of our young old, old friends. friends. You under have to be to 60. under 60. Yep. <laughs>
0: And you can tell he's not, you know, thrilled about it. Yeah,
1: he's pissed off. He's like, well, I guess I barely scrape by or something. He makes some sort of
2: right,
1: real jerky off-the-cuff remark. And yeah. he's like, maybe I can bartend at this party. Mm-hmm. And... Uh,
0: I think the next scene is, like, it shows all of the food that's sitting out. And then yeah. Minnie comes over. And yes. she's offering, of course, to help.
1: Gosh, I hate Minnie so much. I
0: know. And, you know basically rosemary is like no i'm i'm good i've got it it, you know everything is under control yeah um i don't like when people watch me cook you know you can go yeah
1: she's trying to get rid of her yeah and she hands her rosemary her drink Mm -hmm. and rosemary is now she's kind of like i don't she's suspicious Mm -hmm. and she's like no you know what i'm gonna drink this later and sets it on top of the refrigerator and minnie's trying to like
0: Make her do it in front of her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And she's like, no worry. I'll drink it later and then I'll bring you the empty glass. And she's like, Minnie says, oh, no, no, no. I'll save you the trip. And then that's when, like, Rosemary's had it. Mm -hmm. She, like, she's nice about it, but she very bluntly, like, takes Minnie by the arm and escorts her out of the (laughs) apartment. It's like, finally, God. Get her out of here.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: and then uh, Rosemary takes a drink and dumps it in the sink.
1: Yes. Yeah, she's like, uh, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the next scene, it's party time.
0: Yep. So they've got all their young friends over and, you know, this is when she she has finally told her friends that she is pregnant. Yes, uh, yeah, and they're they, all there they celebrating no and happy. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, it gets to a point, though, like where she breaks down and starts to cry. Yes. And... Yeah, she
1: was setting down some flowers and she mm-hmm. had this horrible cramp, apparently. Right.
0: And so she's talking to a couple of her friends and she's, you know, the friends are like, well, you know, get it out. You know, what's, you know, what's wrong? Right. And she, you know, says that she's just been in like all this horrible pain. And one of the friends was asking like, well, how long have you had this pain? And she's like, well, since November. Yeah. At this point, it's got to be like January. It has to be
1: at least January. At least January. At the...
0: Her friends are just like appalled, and one of the friends is like, You know, no, you need to go see a doctor. There's, you know, there could be something, you know, wrong. Right.
1: And Rosemary's like, Well, I am seeing a doctor. And he's telling me the pain will just go in a few days. And they
0: tell her, like, well, you know, I think you need to get a second opinion.
1: Exactly. At that point. Yeah.
0: And at this point, Guy is actually trying to get into the kitchen where they were. Yeah,
1: he's, the whole party, he's just been distant. Mm -hmm. And and just been irritated and agitated that there were people in his apartment. Right. And, and of course, you know, now that he sees that Rosemary is talking to her friends about this, he's losing control. Yep. And this is, you know, pissing him off because he, well, he doesn't have control of her. Yeah. She's, you know, talking to people about her problems. Right. Anyway, yeah, he tries to gain entry or whatever. And (laughs) I love it. One of the friends, like, goes over and goes to shut the kitchen door on him. And he's, you know, making excuses. And he says, I need to wash these dishes. And she goes, go to the bathroom. The bathroom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then they go and shut, there's another door on the other yeah. side of the kitchen to keep him out.
0: Right. Um, and so, uh, after that, they show that the party has ended, which yeah. their friends suck. Like, who Dude. leaves all these freaking cigarette butts all over the, you know, your right? floor?
1: Like, I get, like, it's the 60s, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Everybody smoked. It's fine. Yes,
1: it was, you know, it was, you know, cool. Everybody did it. Um and I don't know, maybe that's how parties were. Maybe. I mean, we didn't grow pretty, up in that era, but yeah. I'd be pretty
0: pissed if our friends just left, like, cigarette butts yeah. like, on our floors.
1: Ashtray, man. Yeah. Put it in an ashtray. You put your cigarette <laughs> butt on my hardwood floor. Right. I'm guessing they had hardwood floors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I, think, I think that pissed me off more. Right. Than well...
0: So, but this this scene though is basically they get into a pretty big argument because yes, yes. she tells them it's like you know they were just saying I should go get a second opinion, right? And he's fighting with her like oh, he's
1: being an idiot.
0: Yeah, but he's fighting with her talking about how you know you're already seeing like the best doctor or whatever. You don't yes. need a second opinion.
1: Yeah, which I mean you know he could be the best doctor, but even the best doctors can make mistakes, right?
0: But the thing of it is is All of a sudden, while they're having this argument, the pain goes away. Right. And she feels, I guess, the baby kicking and moving.
1: Right. Because at first when the pain goes away, I think she thinks at first that maybe the baby baby has died or something. Right, But then she's, like, ecstatic because she feels it kicking steel. Mm -hmm. And she actually, like, grabs his hand yeah. to put it on her stomach, Which and is, like, feel it. Yeah. And he, like, he freaks out.
2: Yeah, he does. He, like,
1: pulls his hand back, and she's like, oh, what are you afraid of? It's not going to bite you. And he's like, oh, I know, I know. I felt it kicking.
0: Although it is the double spawn, you know. It would have bit him.
1: <laughs> it would have done far worse.
0: Probably. But,
1: um, yeah, and, and so...
0: I think at this point, they're just showing him getting ready for the baby for a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, after after that, then they're, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're getting ready for the baby.
0: Well, they show, like, the, you know, like, oh, the bassinet. And yeah, they're
1: having everything delivered. All that stuff delivered, mm-hmm. yep. And so. you know what was interesting? I noticed our house is built in 1965, by the way. Yeah. Um, That's why I say that, because I'm about to say this. I was watching them carrying that bassinet into that room. Yeah. And did you notice that bassinet barely cleared the doorway? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) yeah, that's our doors too. Yeah. (laughs) We we have, like, barely enough room to move
2: most of our furniture
1: in and out of rooms. Right. Like, if we're going to move a dog crate into a room, then we have to break the dog crate down. Yep. And, which, I mean, maybe other people deal with that too. But every other thing is a struggle Mm -hmm. the first world problems um um, and so yeah just you know i just went off on that weird little segue i don't know uh but (laughs) then we see rosemary she's packing a a hospital suitcase which you know i don't blame her i would think that's only the smart thing right but he's like oh you know you've got three weeks and it's like,
0: yeah, dude, the baby can now come at any time. Yeah, that's that's a due date. But yeah. women
1: have had babies, like, yeah. a month or more before exactly. the baby was due. Right. So, you know, it never hurts to be prepared. Right, um, you dick. Yeah, oh, he's, <laughs> that's, like, the nicest thing you can say about him, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, she kind of brushes him off. It's like, you know, well, you know, I'm preparing And then the phone rings, and then that's when she gets the news. Yeah,
0: she gets the news that uh, Hutch has died. Mm hmm And at this point, it's been a couple months, so he would have been in that coma for a while.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so, you know, she, of course, is upset, and, um... Yeah. You know, she... And he
1: doesn't look very upset, though. No. He was... Hutch was both of their friends, actually. Yeah,
0: supposedly.
1: And he's, like, showing almost no emotion about it. Other than, you know, he looks like he's trying to, like, feign, um, trying to fake being concerned for her. Right. But, yeah, so so she's obviously, she's got to go to the funeral. Right. So the next scene, you see her at the funeral, minus Guy, who I'm sure could have gotten time off from work to go (laughs) to a funeral for a best friend. Well, um. <laughs> they, I think
0: they ended – I think she ended up sort of missing the funeral because it looked like they were all driving away That's from – That's true. That's right. Um, You're
1: right. Yeah. She did show up right as everybody was getting ready to leave the cemetery yeah, after everything. Yeah, she,
0: but she gave her, her condolences and stuff to – I think yeah. it was his daughter – Yes. And um, she ended up meeting the lady that was on the phone with her before. Yes. And she gave her, she's like, you know, Hutch wanted you to have this. And it was, you know, um, an item that was wrapped up or whatever in brown paper. Yeah. And she said, all he he said was that the name is an anagram.
1: Yeah. And And Rosemary's like, the title of the book and the lady's like, I I I assume so. I don't know. She's like. He woke up from the coma just before he died. And he was delirious. And he thought it was, like, the day he was going to meet you. hmm And he was just talking nonsense, basically. Right. Like he said, he was delirious. And, uh... So, so... She goes back to her her the apartment. Yep. And, uh, of course, you know, here comes Minnie. Yep. With the shake. <laughs> and being nosy, as always, she's like, Oh, did the mail come already? Because she sees Rosemary holding that package. right? And, uh... Gives her the shake, and Minnie says, oh, I'll hold that for you. And, of course, she can't help herself, mm-hmm. apparently. She's got to look at the freaking address and everything. She's like, oh, you know, the such-and-such house. I I used to know the people who, who lived there before, um, just kind of making an off-the-cuff remark like that. Right. And so after she finishes the shake, she takes the, the package back from Minnie. Yep. and uh, Opens
0: it up, open, and it's yep. a book. Mm-hmm. And it's... Something about witches. I don't know. Yeah, the title title. is
1: All Them Witches. I don't know if that's a real book or not. I I forgot to do some research on that. Yeah,
0: it doesn't matter much.
1: Yeah. That's
0: true. So she, you know, is of course looking through this book. Um and the important part of the book
1: Yeah, he's earmarked. Yeah, what he wants to be looked at at already.
0: Right. And so um One of the pages that's marked, I think, was named Adrian.
1: Yeah, it was the the chapter title was Adrian Mercato. Um, And apparently he was the patriarch of the family he was talking about earlier in the film. Mm -hmm. Who a bunch of townspeople beat up and nearly killed for being a witch.
0: Right. And at this point, because she's trying to now figure out, okay, this anagram thing. Yeah. So she takes the tiles from Scrabble, dumps them out. First, she spells out the title, and then from there, she's trying to work from the title right. what this you know, possible anagram could be. So she she comes, gets a
1: couple of them and stuff. She,
0: yeah, but then she goes back, and she's looking at the book, and she notices that the name Stephen... Um,
1: yeah, it's double underlined. Yeah. There's like a family portrait right. in the book, and Stephen is double underlined, and mm-hmm. she figures, well, this must be important. Well, and then that's what she works with.
0: Yeah, so she works with the the Stephen and um, that same like last name. Yeah, and what she figures out is that it's an, an- anagram for Roman Cassavet. Uh, yes, which of course freaks her out. And oh, yeah. She's <laughs> looking at the picture, I think, and she can tell. And yeah. then like the eyes and stuff, that that probably, that that was Roman yep. as like a 13-year-old Which goes
1: back to Hutch making the comment of, mm-hmm. you know, about him having striking eyes. Right. He, Hutch had seen those eyes before somewhere and he couldn't quite figure out where. Right. And apparently he figured out where. Yep.
0: And so, I think at this point, Guy comes home.
1: Yeah, guy comes home and she she's got the door chained, mm-hmm. which I don't blame her. I mean, yeah. I'd be chaining the door period. I don't you know, right. I, I don't play around.
0: But she she lets guy in and everything and at this point she's trying her best to explain everything. Yeah. Um Including, she was talking about how you know, oh, the Stephen you know was born in eighteen whatever, so that would make him seventy nine now, right?
1: Which is what she's using to prove that That the two are the same, yeah, right? Which makes sense,
2: yeah. So,
1: but and he's just he's brushing it off. Mm -hmm. He's like, he doesn't believe her. He's like, you know, you know, he's like, this is ridiculous. You know, you're, you're just Hutch is just he was always full of these silly adventures and. And, uh, you know, then she shows him the like you said, the name and age. And he's he's like, well, you know, if if this is, even if this is him, of course he would change his name. He's, you know, look at his crazy father. Right. And um, they get into a fight. And Guy is defending, you know, obviously, because they're his friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's defending them all and she's she's talking about how you know they're not going to be allowed in the apartment that she right. doesn't want them anywhere near the baby because they're just going to steal her baby away. Exactly. She doesn't know the truth yet. Right. She thinks that they're going to take her baby and use it as like a sacrifice or something it's, like
2: yeah, that. Yeah, exactly.
1: And he's he kind of he says something interesting. He says, you know, there are a bunch of old people they they they're not going to hurt anybody. And then she starts talking about how They use, like, flutes and music and chants and stuff in their rituals and stuff. And then he says something interesting. He says, well, Dr. Shan just happens to play the recorder. Does that mean he's one of them, too? (laughs) It's like, okay. Well, I heard that, and I'm thinking, who's Dr. Shan? How do you know him? How do you know he plays the recorder? That's true. And does she know him? Right. But they leave it at that. Basically, he, he he storms off and she's, you know, left alone. She's kind of distraught and crying and stuff. And it cuts to, I guess, maybe the next day where Rosemary goes back to Dr. Saperstein's yeah. with her suspicions. Yep. And he's, like, brushing her off. Mm-hmm. He's like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, in fact, Roman told me that his father was a, what was it, coffee trader, he I said? I think so, yeah. And uh, this scene... The scene kind of moved a little weird. I I, I had trouble the second time yeah. keeping up because I, I couldn't figure out how in the world, how would the doctor move on from that to talking about what was wrong with Roman?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: But anyway, somehow the doctor gets everything kind of glossed over and okay for the moment and reveals to um, Rosemary that Roman is sick. Mm-hmm. And that he's only got a few months left to live. Right. And, um, you know, she starts feeling really bad for him. And she's like, you know, well, can you convince him? I don't want him to wait for the baby to be born and miss out on going off on one final trip and, right. and having his adventures or whatever for one last time.
0: And I think that's basically the next scene is that they go off they're, on this trip. Yeah,
1: they're saying goodbye to the Cassavetes. They're mm-hmm. hopping in the cab to leave. And... um after the they say goodbye to them, they drive off and they go to the airport. They go back to the apartment and uh, Rosemary's looking for her book. And Guy tells her that he threw it away. Yeah, he
0: threw it away. Yeah. It's like, you dick.
1: Yeah. It's, the Hutch gave that to her for one.
0: Well, and that's what she said. Yeah. You know, the, like that was a gift.
1: Yeah, her friend is dead and it was the last thing that she had of his. Right. That he gave her.
0: And so it shows her at this point and she's going to like other bookstores.
1: Yeah, which she's kind of like in a trance. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's maybe because of the pill. Because the doctor prescribed some new oh, meds for her. that's right. And she had just taken her pill just shortly before all this. Right. And Yeah, she's like walking across the street in like a trance looking thing. hmm and, like, cars were about to hit her yeah, on all sides, and she doesn't care. Right. And she walks across this storm drain, and she tosses her little good luck charm thingy yep. into the drain and walks into the bookstore. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the next scene you see her; she's sitting in a cab, yep, and she's unwrapping the books that she just bought. And, of course, she bought them on the subject of witchcraft and mm-hmm. occult-type stuff. And um, she's reading through the books excuse me she's reading through the book and she finds this chapter on I guess like spells and stuff they can do yeah and it's talking about how they can blind or even kill people yep um and but all they need is like a personal object of the persons or whatever right and that gives her the idea to call the the guy yeah
0: yep the actor that Mm -hmm. went blind out of nowhere yeah so yeah so she uh Calls him and, you know, asks how he's doing. And, Mm -hmm. of course, he, you know, is like, well, not great. I'm blind.
1: (laughs) I mean, yeah. You
0: know, basically. What can I tell you? (laughs) Talking about how how many, like, glasses he's knocked over. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. And she asks about a tie.
1: Yeah, she's like, you know, have you, are you missing anything? Or or she says, I think uh, we have something or Guy has something of yours here. And at first he's like, you know, did he steal from me? Right. But then he realizes, oh, no, you know, we traded ties on yep. such and such day when we were out for drinks.
0: Right. And so having this whole conversation now confirms for her. Yes. Like, oh, shit.
1: Even guys in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, after she she's kind of now suspicious of her husband, too, uh, everything's kind of been confirmed. She decides that she's going to just run off. She grabs her money. She grabs yep. her purse, all her belongings. She grabs her suitcase, and she the first place she decides to go to is Doctor Saperstein's office. Yeah, because she wants to, I guess, maybe deliver the baby and then run away, well, or something like that. Maybe I
0: thought she was gonna she was gonna try and deliver it at the other doctor's and not well, Saperstein.
1: Well, after well, first she got went to the Saperstein's office, okay. and she wanted to speak to him. And, you know, the nurse, the the lady at the front desk is, you know, like, well, he can work you in. And then they kind of, she, Rosemary, and the lady at the front desk are talking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she makes a remark about something, oh, about a the... smell of rosemary. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, it I'm... was just this charm that I wore, but I threw it away. And, uh, then the lady at the front desk is like, well, that's maybe right. I convince Dr. Saperstein to throw away his aftershave because yep. he smells the same way.
0: Yep. And, and then
1: that, like, she's like, oh, great. He's one of them mm-hmm. too.
0: And so I think from there, that's whenever she goes to the pay phone and yeah. she calls the other doctor, Yep. other doctor's office and they have to, she has to like leave a message or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, basically saying, uh, call me back.
1: Right, call me back at this payphone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, a little bit of time goes by, some tense moments because this lady wants to use the deal.
2: Yeah.
1: But then finally the doctor calls back and she convinces him after she kind of like really lays it on. She's like, you know, mm-hmm. first she sounds crazy. Yeah, she Because does. she's talking about conspiracies and this, that, and the other. Right. But then she finally convinces him to see her. Yep. And just as she's about to get out of the deal, it looks like Saperstein Mm
2: -hmm. is
1: on the other side, but he turns around and it turns out to be just some random dude. Right. So that was a little bit of a tense moment. But then she, you know, she gets in a cab and she takes it to the doctor's office, Dr. Hill. Yeah. And uh, she's just spilling Everything. everything. Yep. And she's... Kind of, I'm not gonna lie. Sounding crazy, she does, and she's you know, like pointing to stuff in these books that she bought, and the doctor's, you know, he's like, "Can I keep these books?" And she's like, "Oh yes," and and he he kind of like starts writing stuff down, and and uh, even wrote down the doctor Saperstein's name and stuff, right? And then he turns to Rosemary, and uh, he he says, uh, "What did he say?" Um, he says he he says something to make her think that he believes her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thank God you believe me. And he's like, oh, I don't believe in witches, but there are some sick people in this world.
2: Exactly. So
1: he's like, you know, and then he's like, do you want to go to Mount Sinai the hospital? Yeah. Do you want to go to Mount Sinai tonight? And, uh, you know, basically he agrees to try to get her a room there.
2: Mm-hmm. Puts
1: her in the back in one of his exam rooms. And she lays down, you know, all is good, all is well, it's safe, she's finally safe. Right. And she decides to take a nap, except she wakes up and Dr. Saperstein walks in.
0: And so does Guy.
1: Yep. Freaking, what's his face? Dr. Hill narked on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Saperstein and Guy, you know, they're trying to get Fincer to come with them. Mm-hmm. And Saperstein is like, We promise we won't hurt you or the baby. And the guy is like, you know, just put your shoes on. You know, calls her Rose. Sometimes he calls yeah. her Rose or Roe. And he's like, just put your shoes on, Rose, and come with us. And and they basically they have to force her. Yeah, he he grabs her by the arm and pulls her out of the room. And <laughs> that doctor's doctor Hill just kind of looking. Mm-hmm. He kind of doesn't really make eye contact her very much with yeah. her very much. But anywho, they go to the cab and. It's kind of an awkward long cab cab ride home.
0: Right. Well, they, they get they get back to the apartment. Yeah. And this is where she runs, gets into the elevator and actually um, uses the elevator herself yeah
1: she like makes a distraction and throws all she actually throws her money on the ground that's right and everybody's bent over picking it up for her and, and that's she when she runs. hops in the
0: elevator yeah and they're all like yelling you know yelling at her and stuff. yeah and stop she, stop
1: stop yeah Yeah.
0: so she gets you know back up to the apartment and you know the guys are right behind her and so she's you know trying to hold the door uh yeah. shut yeah. And she's, you know, yelling at him, you know.
1: Yeah, go away. Leave me alone and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, it looks like they gave up. Yeah. Like, she's finally able to shut the door. She locks it. And she walks down the hall, the, the bedroom, mm-hmm. to make a phone call. And whoever she's calling isn't there, but she leaves a message for them to call her back.
0: Yeah, I think it was just one of her friends. And it's kind of
1: creepy when she's yeah. talking on the phone, you see... <laughs> Two Saperstein of the guys. Yeah. and somebody else, like, tiptoeing through the apartment. It's like, how right. the hell did you get in here? I know, right? But she didn't see them yet. Right. And then all of a sudden you see the husband walk in the room. hmm And just, like, a confrontation just ensues. Like, she's, you know, she's basically attacked. Right. You know, he, he's got a sedative. He's going to give her a shot. And she, like, starts screaming.
0: Well, and this is when he, the doctor feels on her stomach and realizes
2: she's actually in labor.
1: Right. And he's like, you know, we have to deliver this baby now and she's freaking out. She's like, No, no, we have to get to the hospital. Right. We have to go there so that the baby can be safe and
0: Well, and so that's just it though. So he sedates her and she wakes up Uh and, you know, yeah, realizes that, you know, the you know, the baby's out. Right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And guy is like sitting at the foot of the bed watching her sleep. Mm -hmm. And when she wakes up, the first question she asks is, "The baby okay?" Right. And guy is like, "Oh yes, the baby's fine." And
2: then
0: she finds out she had a boy. Yes. Um. And then she uh, goes back to sleep. Right. It's a lot of um, like people are coming in. Yeah. It's a lot of in and out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and a lot of in and out.
1: And she wakes back up, and this time there's a lady Mm
2: -hmm. sitting
1: in her bed. In her bedroom, I mean. Yep. And she asked the lady, she wants to see her baby. Right. And now things have changed, it seems like, because the lady's like all nervous and she's like, "Uh, I need to get Dr. Abraham for you. Right. And he comes in with a guy and now it's completely changed. Now the story's different. They're like, the baby didn't make it, um, you know, but the good news is, is. You know, nothing happened to you, and you can have more children in the future.
0: Right, which is like, what the hell? Yeah,
1: you literally just told her that the baby is safe and okay, and it was a boy. So, mm-hmm. what's the deal? Right. And so, you know, she
0: again. They, I think he sedates her again. Yeah, again they? with
1: the drugs. Yeah, like she like starts getting angry and and just freaking out on him. Not right. freaking out, but you know, and sedates her, and and then she's out, and now she's back awake again. And Guy's in a room again this time. And now he's trying to get her to believe that she was crazy and mm-hmm. dreamt of the whole thing. Because he says something. He says uh, that Dr. Abraham said you had the prepartum crazies. Yeah. And he's like, yes. oh, and oh, boy, were you crazy? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's not a thing.
1: And like, yeah, okay, calm down. <laughs> and uh, he just keeps talking, trying to convince her that she's, you know, nuts. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? But it's going to be fine. We're going to go to California. We'll start a new life. And um, and it'll be all right. And then she's kind of like, she's like, let me see your shoulder. Because she also read in that book that they put marks on each other. Right. And so he, you know, he takes his shirt off and shows her his shoulders. And I don't know. I couldn't tell. I didn't no. see anything. Um, but then he leaves. And uh, later that... Night she's watching TV and uh she hears a baby crying. Yep. So she turns off the T V and turns off the AC and is still kind of crying, but it's mm-hmm. getting quieter. And there's this lady who walks in and she asks the lady, Did you hear a baby crying?
0: Yeah, and she's like, No. You yeah, know. I didn't
1: hear any baby. What are you talking about?
0: Right. Is this the lady who also comes in to have her breasts or, um. That's a different lady, actually. Okay. There's
1: there's different people in and out all the time. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, they're giving her pills. Yeah. You know, trying to give her pills. Yes. She's stuffing these pills so that, you know. Yeah, she's she's not not taking taking them. them. Yeah.
1: I don't blame her. Right. And, uh, then the next morning she's having her breakfast and another lady, like you said. Yeah. And this is the one who is taking her breast milk. She's like.
0: Well, she's asking, why do I need to, you know, why do I need to pump this milk for? Yeah, like, what are you doing with it? Yeah. And she
1: kind of nervously responds, oh, w- w- it's just to throw it away. Yeah. And, it's uh, like, okay. So then Rosemary, like, I guess maybe as a test. Yep. She takes a spoon and she goes to drop it in the, the little cup that she had just poured her breast milk into. Right. And the lady grabs the spoon like, oh, no, no, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm.
2: And Rosemary's
1: like, like, why not?
2: Yeah,
0: you're just going to throw it away. Yeah, and
1: she kind of gives some sort of BS answer. I forget what it was. And then in walks, what's his name? Guy. And he, you know, is now talking about some new people who moved in down the hall. Yeah. And and that they have a baby. And that they have a baby. So I was
0: like, oh, okay, that's where the noise came from. Yeah, they're still Uh trying to convince
1: her that she's crazy. Right. And, but, you know... Rosemary's not completely sold. No. And so later that night she decides to do some investigating. Finally decides to go check out that closet. Yep. The one that was mysteriously covered up by that large secretary Mm -hmm looking thing. So uh, she
0: starts taking she takes out all of the towels, all Mm -hmm. that stuff that's there starts taking down each of the shelves. Yep. Um, Does she have a knife at this point?
1: Not yet. After she does all that And I can't remember if she pulls any paper out, like wallpaper, but she finds out that there's like, it's actually a door in the back of that thing.
2: exactly. Because she
1: can see the keyhole and the doorknob. Yep. Um, And uh, so then she decides she's going to go to the kitchen and this is where she gets that knife. Mm -hmm. Because I guess she uses it to pick the lock. I thought she was just going
0: to use it as like a weapon if she, you know. Uh,
1: That's true. Yeah, but while she goes to get the Knife, she notices that the front door to the apartment is opening,
2: mm-hmm. and she
1: hides, and for some reason, Guy comes in. Right. And he comes in for a bucket and ice. Yep. And leaves. And then after he leaves, then, yeah, she goes to the that door in the closet, and she gets the door open, and then it's a totally different... It's actually the Cavett's apartment. Yeah. And... Now she, she sees
0: all the pictures, though, that were... That
1: were there before. Yeah,
0: that she didn't see. And the first painting she
1: sees is this picture of a house that's on fire. On fire, yep. Which kind of... Not kind of, which actually plays into her dream that she had. Yep. The In her dream that she had during the rape scene was, like, out of a window, she could see a house burning. Yep. Which must have been that painting that she saw when they were, like, dragging her through their apartment. And then, you know, she sees a couple more little weird paintings and stuff. And then she walks into the great big study area and there's everybody there. Guys there, the, the Kevits are there. Um, there's the two ladies that have been helping her yep. and a bunch of other people she doesn't know. Right. And then they see her standing there with a knife in her hand and the room just goes silent. And then I guy locks eyes with her, and he gets up, and he's you know got this look on his face, and his body language is like, "Oh God, I've yeah. I've just been caught." Mm-hmm. Um, and a delayed reaction from some chick way up in the front of the room <laughs> ah, screams, "Yeah!" It's like now you're screaming. Yeah, right? you saw her for like a full minute, maybe. <laughs> yeah, with a knife, and now you scream. Right, and uh, she's just she sees a whole bunch of stuff that now is like clicking in her head, probably Mm -hmm. from the dream she had when she was being raped. And then she sees this black cradle.
0: Yep. Do you notice the crucifix was hanging down? I did. Well, I'd actually, I
1: took me a bit minute to notice that. Yeah. I did notice that though.
0: But yeah, so she notices, yeah, that there's, you know, she walks over, um, Looks at the baby. Yeah. And screams.
1: Yeah. She's like, you know, what did you do to his face? What yeah. did you do to his face? What did you do to his eyes? Yeah.
0: And, you know, he. they're like, well, he has his father's eyes.
1: Yeah. And she looks at Guy and she's like, no, he doesn't. No, Guy he is doesn't. Her, his father. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's like, you know, no, you know, Guy is not his father. And right. That's when she, he says that, you know, the devil's his father. Yep. Um, and... And she kind of, like, she she backs off now. She kind of backs off to a corner of a room well, near a chair. Well, she's freaking out, obviously. Yeah. And she drops the knife, and the knife <laughs> the knife sticks in the floor. And here comes Minnie. Her concern is her floor. She picks up the knife and, like, does a little squeaky, rubby number with her finger to get the little mark out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when, and I really don't want to, like, cover too much of this to be honest with you yeah this is when it all starts coming together though where the whole thing the whole plot is revealed mm-hmm. and um they're they're you know roman is saying you know he's you know his father is not guy his father is you know the devil or whatever and you know he came and had a child with a mortal woman and He's going to, like, you know, do all this stuff. And everybody starts chanting. And um, she, like, you know, just kind of collapses in a chair while they're all chanting and stuff. And she's, like, you know, screaming, like, no, no, it can't be true. Right. And, like, Guy, like, kind of comes up.
0: I love this part.
1: And he's, like, you know, oh, you know, he, he says... They, they promised me that they wouldn't hurt you. And and, and you, you weren't. Yeah. And he's like, and if you had miscarried and lost the child, it would have been the same thing anyway. Yeah. And it's like, no. She just, well,
0: she just hauls off and Yeah, spits she in spit his face. in his
1: face. It's like, well, you know, finally he kind of gets. Right. <laughs> he gets what's coming to him, basically. And um, he gets up after she spits in his eye. And she's. Sitting there trying to, like, take it all in, and here comes Roman, and he's like, you know, you don't have to join us, but, you be know, it's mother. your baby, be its mom. And she's like, I can't be its mother. Stop trying to make me be its mother. Right. And he's like, well, but aren't you? And uh, me, I'm thinking, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Forget you, pal. I'm going to exactly. go, you know, see a priest or something and see if there's something I need to do. Right. <laughs>
0: well... And it basically, okay, so it basically ends with this woman, and she's rocking the cradle too hard, so the baby is screaming. Yeah. And uh, um, Rosemary is pointing out, like, you know, you're, you're rocking the, the baby too hard. Yeah. And this is where uh, Roman tells her, you know, to go over there and, and rock the baby. Right. <laughs> so she starts rocking, you know, the cradle back and forth and that's basically how it ends yeah she's just she's gonna be its mom gently rocking the cradle
1: <laughs> the end
0: yeah <laughs> very
1: very weird movie it, it was good movie actually yeah I'm I it was it's a good movie because it's got a good you know that everybody kind of did a good job mm-hmm. in the film and I don't know it's got a really interesting story
0: you want me to uh, do some facts real quick
1: yes I do.
0: All right. So according to Mia Farrow, uh, the scenes where Rosemary walks in front of traffic were spontaneous and genuine. Roman Polanski is reported to have told her that nobody will hit a pregnant woman. Uh, the scene was successfully shot with Farrow walking into real traffic and Polanski following, operating the handheld camera since he was the only one willing to do it.
1: Roman Polanski sounds nuts.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Well, obviously, because he is, um, uh,
0: we won't get into it, Yeah, um, he makes good movies, but he doesn't seem like a good person.
1: Yeah, definitely not a good person.
0: Um, so let's see, before the filming of the scene of Rosemary calling Donald Baumgart, uh, the actor in the story who mysteriously goes blind, Mia Farrow did not know who would be speaking the lines. It was that of Tony Curtis, and in the scene, Farrow shows slight confusion, unable to place the voice. Uh, this confusion was exactly the effect director uh, Roman Polanski hoped to capture by having Curtis read the lines. Huh, okay. Um, so apparently, we don't ever have to read Rosemary's Baby. Um, because Ira Levin felt that, uh, this film is the single most faithful adaptation of a novel ever to come out of Hollywood. Really? Yep. William Castle speculated the reasons for this were because it was the first time Roman Polanski had ever adapted another writer's work, unaware he had the freedom to improvise on the book.
1: Oh, so, wow. Well. Yeah. So he just, he stuck to source material thinking mm-hmm. that he would be in massive trouble if he, did, right. if he deviated
0: Yeah. That's kind of cool. Right. Uh, Mia Farrow actually ate raw liver for a scene in the movie, despite being a vegetarian at the time. I remember you telling me
1: then, I was like, that's... Because I was watching that scene, I'm like, surely that's like something, some sort of gelatin thing. It's got to be fake. Or cooked liver.
0: Um, Let's see. Rosemary says to uh, Terry Gianofrio... Um, I thought you were Victoria Vetri, the actress, to which Terry responds. Everyone uh, says this, but I don't see the resemblance. Uh, Victoria Vetri is Angela Dorian's real name, and Angela Dorian was the actress that played um, Oh, okay. Terry. Oh, well,
1: that so, explains. <laughs> That's kind of neat.
0: I'll probably end it with this. I mean, there's so many facts on this movie. Oh, I'm sure. Um Mia Farrow said in a recent interview that the actor playing the devil, Clay Tanner, uh, was completely naked during the rape scene, dressed up in demonic makeup with vertical contact lenses. Uh, She said Tanner spent hours grinding on top of her as they were shooting the rape scene. After they were done, he got up, shook Mia's hand in a very cordial and businessman type way and said, Miss Farrow, it was a pleasure working with you. Mia shook his hand back and said, thank you. He was a very lovely man, she said. Weird. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, so they never showed in the movie like Mm -hmm. anything other than hands and face. So why did the actor need to be naked?
2: I don't
0: know, but I mean, they did show.
1: Well, they showed her kind of, you know.
0: Well, but they did show kind of like the grinding anyway. Well, they did show that, but
1: but. There was nothing true. shown of the male tr- actor, so why did he have to be naked?
2: Right. That's a good point.
1: That's weird. I so, it's weird. But I Yeah, have, there's, there's oh, a lot of Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so. I have just a small thing. Okay. Hopefully it's just a small thing. <laughs> it's about the uh, dream, the first dream Rosemary had. Okay. With the nuns. Remember, mm-hmm. we were like, this is weird. Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. Um, And so, this is actually some something I... I I stole off the internet, and I wish now I could remember. Uh, Oh, now I remember where it was. It's actually right here on the top of the screen grab. Gradesaver.com. Don't see the rest of it. Anyway, so it's the analysis of Rosemary's dream sequence. Um, Rosemary's dream sequence is a pivotal omen about later events in the film. In it, Polanski's cinematic aesthetic deliberately jars the viewer by seamlessly combining real and dreamed surfaces within a single frame. Being able to distinguish reality accurately from dream and or performance is one of the film's key themes, eventually brought into a to a horrifying climax in Rosemary's Next Nightmare. Um, and it starts talking about her dream she's having with the first dream with the nuns and yeah. the, the masons and all. Basically, the first dream she's having is a mix of what's going on in her apartment at that time and some stuff from her childhood and seeing Terry dead. So the, the nuns that are like yelling at each other that is actually Miss Cavett screaming at um, Roman for doing what she thinks is revealing the coven too early oh. to uh, what's his face Guy. <coughs> and uh then the dream like stops, and the next thing you see is what's her face in the deal. Nice to go visit them again. Huh. But anywho, yeah. So
0: that's interesting.
1: And I'm sure all the other dreams are like little weird foreshadowings and little mm-hmm. mixings of reality and 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 fake. Right. But I'm not going to get into all that because yeah, <laughs> it's too much and my brain hurts now. Right.
2: <laughs> so,
0: um. So what do you want to use to rate this?
1: uh i don't know uncooked livers (laughs) why not that's funny i like that
0: i'm gonna give it a four and a half
1: um i'll give it yeah i'll give it a four why not it was a it was a good movie yeah it had some interesting stuff and it's a little weird Mm -hmm. um roman polanski i definitely do not like right but the movie's still good right (laughs) it's weird but it's still good
0: Yep. So, all right. Well, let's see. For uh, the next movie that we're going to do, uh, we were going to do Beetlejuice.
1: Oh, sweet. I forgot about that. Yeah. I like Beetlejuice. It's a good, fun, a funny movie.
0: Yeah. So that'll be our next one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rosemary's Baby. Uh, you can pretty much find that anywhere for rent. Uh, let me just do...
1: Yeah. I, I don't remember. But yeah, I think you're right. Pretty much everywhere. And it's the same kind of pricing that I've noticed with everywhere for rent is between three and four bucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I know Voodoo
1: is one. Uh, Google, YouTube. Yep. Amazon, Amazon. Yep.
0: All of that kind of stuff. So, all right. Well, um, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe uh email us if you've got uh any movie suggestions. Um I was thinking January we were actually just going to do movie suggestions. Oh yeah, uh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, from you guys. So if you have some, uh, you know, feel free to, you know, let us know on Facebook, uh Twitter, any of those types of sites. Yeah. Or you could email us at breakdownfromthecouch@gmail.com, at so Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, yeah. Bye. All right. Bye.